is lekker om terug te wees. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah, it's great seeing all the all the faces, the the prettiest faces in Stellenbosch. Um, yeah, hallelujah, lekker man. Gezichten wat maas kan lief hè. Yeah. Sure. Um, oh, let me just start my time here. That'll be a good place to start. Let's press the time. Yeah, so man, it's a, it's a big blessing being able to, to share with you guys and, and being back fresh from outreach. Um, yeah, so we, we uh, Rebecca and myself led, led a team to Bethlehem, Benoni, uh, Bethlehem, Bloom and Kimberley. Um, yeah, sorry, we weren't the Benoni ponies. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really great. Uh, it was just an amazing time of being able to give and just to come alongside those churches who partner with us and, and those who we love in the Lord, you know. And there was really something on that outreach that, that stood out to me was the love for one another. It wasn't just function. It wasn't just a must. It was function. And um, yeah, I also want to say welcome to my mom who is here all the way from Johannesburg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I get my good looks from her. So, thank you, moms. Thank you. Mama Maikiki said. Yeah, and uh, so she, she was my, um, like my public speaking coach for 12 years. So, in Afrikaans, you call it Riednaars. And uh, so, moms, like, yeah, hope I do you proud. <laughs> but on that, my heart tonight is not to be elegant. Elegant, sorry, you see already. <laughs> but it's really, man, there's something that's on my heart. Um, and it actually ties into what Henry shared now. And just even in the beginning of something that the Lord wants to reconcile, which is family. And for those taking notes and who loves to put titles in their notes so that they can search it and, and read it later on. The title you can give this one is called The Backwards Podium. Yeah, I know, profound. Put it on a t-shirt and let's sell it. <laughs> and basically, the backwards podium is this one simple thing. It's loving others. And it was the very reason for us going on outreaches, going away, going and serving, and going and loving. It was love. That was our very reason. And even visiting these different churches and and people, they all were quite amazed that we were like sending so many people out. Like they, they thought like, yes, was that your old church? I was like, no, no not even. Um, and I had this one phrase, and you can ask Simon and, and all the guys on the team that every time that I had the opportunity to share who we were, I would say, we were all over the country, so you could say, the boss is los. Because <laughs> that was truly, you know, like we, we were let loose and we, we ran rampant. Um, <laughs> but man, on this thing of, of loving one another, you know, it's such an instrumental way to how we build church. And it's such an instrumental thing which honors God. And it shows us and it shows others how we love God. And loving others was among the many things that Jesus taught his disciples. It was definitely a topic that he prioritized, that he taught on. And even later on, his disciples who, who were the apostles, they taught on loving others as well. 
So, let's start loving others. <laughs> so where do we start? Man, we, we, we start at the beginning. We start by loving God first. And there's a scripture in 1 John 4 verse 19, which says, we love because he first loved us. And if you look at that, you know, once that sinks into your heart, that I love because God loved first, man, it's not a thing of I love, I must love God now because he loved me. So much more than that. It's a thing of I can love God because he loved me. And it's a thing of I get to love God because he loved me. It becomes I get to. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege being loved by God and loving him back, you know. It's, it's the proper way of a relationship. It's how a love story works. And I think an important thing to realize is that love was God's idea from the very beginning. It was never a man-made thing. You know, the Bible says that God is love. So it starts and ends with him. And if we look at the scripture in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39, the first two commandments. And this is Jesus now speaking and he says, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And I think almost revealed to us in that is a type of order. We love God first, and then we can love others. Then we love others by loving God first. And even if we look at the life of Jesus, if you, if you read through the Gospels and you read the order just of how things work, Jesus called his disciples first and then he taught on love. He first called them and then he said, love. We are first called to be disciples. We are first called to love God as a church, to devote our lives, everything we have, to God. That's our first prize. It's through loving him, then we get to and we can love others. <laughs> and I recently read in an article, my guy called John Bloom, where he said, and this was profound to me, anything like I love quotes, so yeah, it's my reading books and Bible is full of highlights and stuff, just love quotes. Anyway, it's, yeah, by the guy called John Bloom, and he says, for if we love God most, we will love others best. We cannot give to others what we have not received from God. To truly love others best, we need to love God the most. Are you guys still with me? Lacquer. To love others, we need to love God first. Cannot be the other way around. Cannot be the other way around. 
And then comes the why. Like why do we love others? It's not just a, a moral thing or like a, a principle of love. Man, it's, it's the very core of God's heart. It's love. And we see also two reasons why I believe we should love others. The first one, it is what Jesus, Paul, and so many others taught in the Bible. In the description, John 13, verse 34, and Jesus taught this, and he said, a new commandment I give to you is that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. And then we see what Paul taught in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 3, where he writes and he says, if I speak in tongues of man and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries, all knowledge, and have all faith, so as to move mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. And even if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And reading that, I thought, man, if this is what Jesus and Paul taught, I need to respond. <laughs> I can't just read that and say, oh, okay, lekker, great. Fashi Friedach. No. No, no, no. <laughs> if this is what Jesus and Paul taught, we need to respond in that manner. And the second reason, and probably out of the two for me, the best one is it honors God. It honors God if we love one another. And scripture in John 13, verse 35, well-known scripture. And Jesus is speaking and he says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And there's that thing of people will see that we love Jesus if we love one another. Another scripture in 1 John 4, verse 20 to 21. And it says here that if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And man, my heart, in saying this, in, in even throwing all these scriptures out is in no way to condemn. But it's actually to encourage. And it's actually to bring honor to the Lord. Because this is honestly something that I miss daily. It is something that I daily need to come before the Lord. And say, God, I get so much on my heart. But man, even, even now here, read this morning in Psalm um, 139, where David prayed and he said, Lord, search my heart. You do surgery. See that there's nothing in me that is not of you. And then the how. Yes, the how. <laughs> now to love others. And this honestly 
practically can play out in so many ways, so many scenarios. But for me, it's humility. It takes humility to love others well. And to really, really love others well. Can you maybe turn to the person next to you and say, really, really? And then to the other side and say, really, really, really? (laughs) It really, really, really takes humility to love others well. And even for leaders to love those well who God has placed under us. And I recently read in a book by Andrew Murray where he wrote on the topic of humility. And he said here, humility before God is nothing if it is not proven in humility before others. Yeah, I was also like, yes, like, (laughs) I'll say it again. Humility before God is nothing if it is not proven in humility before others. It takes humility to love others well, to really, really love them well. And the famous scripture in Matthew 23 verse 12, Jesus is speaking again, and he says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And the title of the preach, now the backwards podium, this is actually where it comes into play, that Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And if you think of a podium, you've got your one, your two, and your three. And everybody is running for that first place. Everybody wants to be on top. But actually, Jesus is saying here, go for that third place. Run for that third place on the podium. It carries more weight coming third. It honestly does. You still get the t-shirt and the medal. (laughs) But it carries more weight to go low. And there's actually this beautiful picture in John 3 verse 28 uh, to 30. Uh, And I recently, man, this is something that, you know, the Lord has just been speaking to me. I found myself reading it every day. And it's in John 3, verse 28 to 30. And it says, um, John is speaking here and he's writing and he's saying, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. And therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase and I must decrease. And John is referring to Jesus here because people thought he was the Christ. His disciples came and said, well, people thought he was the Christ. But John said, no. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. I'm just a friend standing and watching. And for me being recently married to my beautiful wife over there, it, like there's a fresh imprint or a memory of this. And I remember on our wedding day, I had a panel of groomsmen next to me. And it's obviously that moment where 
everybody cries when the bride walks in. Nobody cries when the bridegroom walks in. Um, everybody just comes, hey, lekker, well done. Um, but there was this moment that as she came walking down the aisle, I actually took a glance at my groomsmen, and every single one of them had tears in their eyes. And you get this picture of they were seeing something. They were truly coming in humility, saying that, man, Murnay, this is your bride. This is yours. It's not ours. Like, we're not here for the free food. Because it is a thing, going to weddings for free food. And I think like some of us are students here. So I'd encourage you, strategize, plan well. Make sure you make friends with people who are planning to get married early. Free food is a thing. But man, you see this. You see this picture where John says, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. And nothing in John was selfish there. His heart was that Christ would be exalted. His heart was that Christ would be seen. That Christ would be made everything. And he would be made nothing. It was humility that caused John to see that. And Wim Will, he used to call him, yeah, Wim Will, because I'm Afrikaans. And he always had this thing where he used to say, and he was he always spoke about that in correlation to God. We said, I do the polishing, but God gets the shine. And I actually want to take that and instead of this, make it like this. That for us as the church, and even more so for us as leaders, man, may we polish for others to get the shine. And, and this is, what I said, like, this is something that I miss daily. It's so easy to rub your own lamp. It's so easy to make it shine. And I believe one of the great and powerful prayers that a leader can pray is that those he leads and that those he disciples him would surpass him quicker rather than later. And even for us as saints, that our friends around us, that even those who come in newly saved, that our attitude would be, man, how can we get you from here to here quicker than I did? May we polish for others to get the shine. And I actually saw this in a, a, a movie we watched recently. We watched a movie called The Game Plan. I don't know who of you have watched the movie called The Game Plan. Very cute movie. Uh, so it's a, a well-known actor, a guy called Dwayne Johnson or The Rock. And in the movie, he's called Joe Kingman. And he's a pro footballer. And he had this very, very profound line that he always used to say where he went like, number one on the field and number one in your heart. That was his profound line. But had, like in the movie, that was absolutely his character. Like the super vintio, it's just like everything was about him. Um, and then the movie progresses and the team eventually makes it to the finals. And he comes to the finals and now this is it. Like this is now the year of Joe Kingman. And he actually ends up getting a massive injury. And 
in the changing room and his daughter comes in and they have this massive heart-to-heart moment. And um, there's this moment like he just shifted and he went out and there was a guy in the team that he never used to pass the ball to. And the first time that he passed the ball to him, the guy scored a touchdown and they actually won the championship. It's a beautiful story. It's like a very profound moment for me. I was like, yo, yo, may we polish. (laughs) May we pass the ball for others to score that touchdown. May it never be about us. May our names never even be mentioned. Because there's one who knows our hearts. There's one who knows that when we come to him, and become before him in humility, he sees the humility before others. He knows. He knows. And I'll end with this. This personal story for me, that's something that happened in my life. So I was, in my matric year, I was nominated as, well, grade 11 year, I was nominated as head boy of our school. It was quite a big school of about 1,500 kids. And um, it was definitely something that I strived for. It was actually something that I worked towards, you know, climbing the podium to success. <laughs> and how it works is they, they at, at the end of your grade 11 year, they choose like a panel at the prize giving evening and then the whole panel walks to the front and then out of that, they choose the four leaders, the deputies, and then the actual people who are the head boy and head girl. And my best friend that evening, like my very best friend that evening, got nominated as the vice head boy. And honestly, in that moment, being brutally honest, I think you guys are the first people I'm sharing this with, actually. There was something in my heart that went, yes. There was something in my heart that said, man, it probably must be me then. And looking back at my life then, I did not know God the way I know him now. And I can guarantee you, if I knew him then, the way I know him now, my response would not have been that way. Everything in me wanted to be the one, the number one. But that's not the way of the kingdom. Jesus said that whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And even in that, when we humble ourselves, it's not a thing of, look, Lord, I've humbled myself. Can I be exalted now? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a thing of, Lord, I humble myself because you humbled yourself, Jesus. You took the form of man, God, to come and pay for my sins. If he humbled himself, himself, we need to humble ourselves. It's his way, not our way. And to end off with this, our love for one another must be rooted in humility. And that will ultimately be the fruit of our love for God. When we love God most, we will love others best.
God's way is down. May we lift him up. <laughs> and even may we lift one another up. Man, like even in this week, may, may we search for those in the church, those in our friend groups. It's a man. How can I push this person forward? How can this person get to shine? Because Jesus didn't want shine. May we love him well. May we love him well. Can we close our eyes? I just want to pray. Um, hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Lord, you are the ultimate one, God. Jesus, you're the one who paid it all. Jesus, you're the one who exalted, who, who was exalted, Lord, because you humbled yourself. And Father, our only possible response is to do the same. And, and even in that, like the, the words that came out, Lord, of, of reconciling family, it starts with loving you first. We cannot have family without you, Lord. We cannot be reconciled without you, Father. And I just want to take opportunity for, with, with the eyes still closed, for those, if you're here, and, and you're sitting here, and you, you're feeling in your heart, man, that I don't know if I'm loving God most, or even if I have started to love him. Yo, if that is you, man, can I maybe ask you to put up your hand so that you can meet the King of Kings, so that you can actually start loving the love of your life. If that is you, if you're sitting here, never giving your life to Christ, can you maybe put up your hand and we can pray for you? never given your life to God. Awesome. And can I maybe ask us all to stand now? Because I think this next one is for us all. <laughs> I actually want to encourage us as Stalys PM and actually pray for us Estalis PM, that we would be marked as a congregation that truly loves the King, that loves the Lord of Lords, and that loves His people. May we be the ones that go for the third place on the podium instead of that first place. Let's close our eyes and pray. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, it's done through you, God. Lord, our lives are not our own, but it's yours, Father. It's yours, Jesus. And we see this modeled by you, Lord. We see this love and this affection and devotion modeled by you, Jesus. And may we respond, Lord. May our hearts be to honor you, God.
May our hearts be to love you. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come, Lord. Would you come and would you just reveal to us, Lord, if there has been someone that we can love better, if there is situations that where we can love better, Lord, would you just come and reveal to us, Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would be a people that honors you. We would be those who love you, Lord. And Father, may we be your people. 